All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's go. Get on the grid, sports grid. Now on Pluto TV, Channel 517. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down uh, here at the Sports Grid Studios at the uh, FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Uh, we're going to pick up uh, the pieces uh, following Wild Card Weekend NFL. We do have a uh, subpar bowl game <laughs> on top. You like as, that. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, <laughs> just uh, referred to. The Cowboys have a new coach. There's new coaches in the NFL. we got point spreads. Uh, for uh, the divisional round weekends. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, what's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, just uh, hopefully things went well for you. Pretty good weekend other than the Bills game. We did pretty well uh, financially, knocked down most of the dogs. Seahawks get it done, took the points with the Vikings. Got a little bit greedy with the Saints. Tonight we'll see. I don't know about this bowl game. I don't like laying 14 and a half with the Raging Cajuns, but we'll see what happens. Low total, 55. Yeah, lots of sports to bet on, and we'll be back at 8 o'clock too to break it all down live, in-game live tonight as well. Yeah, I'll have some action on this bowl game uh, this evening. I'm looking at the underdog. I'd rather be taking the 14, 14 and a half uh, than, uh, than lay it in a bowl game uh, like this. Uh, but this is sort of, uh, this is like the first day of the year almost, Cam, for real now, isn't it? <laughs> like, Feels that it was way. New Year's and everything. Yeah, people are sort of back to work. New Year's is done. It's dark. It's cold. Football, there's only eight teams left. There's going to be four teams left after next weekend. Most people's favorite team um, have been eliminated. Most people's fantasy football is done. Um, you know, except DFS players, etc. We got our playoff challenge going. But, yeah, it's starting to uh, to wind down right now, Cam. Time to start to get into uh, to basketball mode, actually. College basketball. I, That's, I you know, look, we've, we've got the NFL playoffs. You got the NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl. And then there's that little lull for a couple of weeks. There's that little lull. You know, there's pitchers and catchers report and stuff. But then March is March Madness, right? You get your college basketball tournaments, lead you into March Madness. March Madness always the big event after uh, football being over. Yeah, we got that. And me, golf, all, golf has already started with the Tournament of Champions. And just to start off the year, Gabe, another second-place performance with Patrick Reed at 16-1. to 1. Joe Ranieri just texted me the close call, three-man playoff. It got pretty interesting, too, if people didn't watch it. Uh, Patrick Reed went over a putt, and one of the fans yelled, Cheater! Cheater! And so he was pretty surly at the end of uh, the interview there. I got to say one thing. You might let, not like the guy, but these fans are douchebags for doing stuff like that. It was pretty pathetic. But anyway, Justin Thomas gets it done. He's chalked this week, too, at the Sony Open 5-1. to one. Yeah, You know what? You know, just because the NFL is winding down, we doesn't mean there's not things to bet on, like you stated. No, Correct. there's there's a ton Correct. of stuff, but it's it's harder, actually. It's sort of like the baseball season, Cam, right? Like, it takes time. Like, you know what I mean? I've got to get back into the routine of spending two, three hours in the afternoon just going over every college basketball game, you know, and going through every NBA uh, injury report, uh, which will we'll help you do. We'll get the, uh, the Daily Roto alerts uh, going for you guys. Uh, for this evening, we'll jump into the bowl game. George Kurtz will step up and in. Captain Cowboys, they got their coach, Mike McCarthy. We'll find out if he likes it. Some Cowboys fan do. Others are uh, less than enthusiastic. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, back to live action. Game time decisions, red heat and uh, rage. Amaretti, we're throwing it down here at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Feels like uh, forever since we've been here. I think it's actually been nearly a yep. week. We were here New Year's Eve and uh, haven't been uh, back. But it's good to be back. Uh, Super Bowl should be off the hook here. The question is who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Um, NFL wild card weekend is done. It was a dramatic, uh, dramatic weekend of uh, overtime games. Uh, two of the games uh, go to overtime. The other two were uh, within uh, within striking distance. And uh, all the totals, unders. unders, all unders, unders. and yeah, you know what? We cashed uh, we cashed on the Bills under. I lost one play on the Viking Saints over, but uh, we had that game teased to the over as well. And we also had the Vikings plus the points. I did not have yeah. the Vikings on the money line though. Uh, but we pretty much crushed the NFL playoffs. It was disappointing the Bills uh, lost the football game, but that's okay. It's all part of the process, and uh, they weren't winning the Super Bowl anyways. Would have been better to win the game, to learn more, and to get more experience, but you know, I think the Bills are going to be the team to beat in that division, especially if Brady leaves uh, New England and Jared Stidham takes over uh, at quarterback there. Uh, but we were on the Bills. We ended up getting a push. But we hit the teasers, we hit the props, we hit the under in a game. That was a successful game. The uh, the Titans game, I screwed myself. I only took the Titans going into the game, uh, but I jumped on an in-game over, and of course, as soon as I did, there were no points scored. So I ended up blowing my profit margin in that game. <laughs> um, yep. New Orleans, I did well. I had the over, I had the teaser to the over, and I had the Vikings on the money line. So I can't complain there. We went 2-1. and one. And then similar situation, I just had Seattle uh, to close things out. And I hit Seattle at 17-9. I can't complain when it's all said and done, Ken. No, no, it was great. Very profitable. We really uh, made some money building those accounts. I did take Seattle uh, live, and I lost. ended up losing by like a half point there. They started to score points in the second half, but things kind of t- t- uh, you know slowed down at the end. You know, I got to be honest with you, Gabe. I'm very happy with DK Metcalf. I think it was fantastic. But, you know, you got Josh McCown in there. The defense still looked a little bit rusty. You can't play that bad against, uh, you know, Green Bay. You got away with it because it was Philadelphia with that offense. But uh, Aaron Rodgers will carve you apart. They got to be a little bit better. They got to get more pressure on the quarterback. But I really like it. We talked about it before. DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson are, are building a relationship, and he's a matchup nightmare. This guy's a stud. Very, very happy with his progression. Well, what a time for him to step up and have the game of his life. Um, All right, do we have George Kurtz as the Dallas Cowboys? We do. uh, Hire uh, Mike McCarthy to be their new head coach. And uh, Troy Troy Aikman um, has some comments. And, you know, Aikman's the one former Cowboy that really isn't intimidated by Jerry Jones, doesn't want to work for him, doesn't really seem to care if he upsets him. 
and uh, Troy Aikman doesn't like the way that they treated Jason Garrett on the way out here. He came in at everything he had to the organization and uh, to be doing the best job that he could. He made it a priority to commit himself. Breakups are always hard. We understand that. Whatever level they occur. But I don't know after all that that he gave and committed to the organization that what he received the same in return. When the organization was unwilling for whatever reason, I don't know the backstory. When the organization was unwilling to come out and publicly say, we're seeking a new coach. Yet at the same yep. time, reports are that they're interviewing potential candidates for their head coaching position. That's disappointment. Uh, says Aikman. I think in a lot of ways it shines light on some of the dysfunction, if you will, within the organization and kind of how they got to the point that they're in now, which is clearly just saying that Jerry Jones is dysfunctional and I don't think you get the best people uh, that want to uh, that want to work under these circumstances. Let's find out if George Kurtz thinks that uh, Mike McCarthy is the best available people for this job. George, how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing all right. Not as good as you. Didn't, didn't have a great uh, betting weekend. I'm not thrilled about the McCarthy hire, but I'm okay. <laughs> Is it, uh, to me, to me, it's just a, uh, it's a sideways hire. Now, I'm Is not going to say choice? that Mike McCarthy hasn't had more success than Jason Garrett, but, yeah, it was an ultra-safe choice from a guy that seemingly was willing to take any job that got offered to him to come back to the NFL. One thing that surprised me about McCarthy is he's not as old as I thought he was. He's only 56. So, you know, he's not quite as, he's not like, you know, this old, old dude. But, and I see now Mike Nolan's going to become the defensive coordinator. But um, Mike McCarthy somehow managed to upset Aaron Rodgers and the, the criticism of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay was that he didn't get along with people very well. And number two, he didn't get along with Aaron Rodgers very well. And then number three is that the offense was just so predictable and vanilla, and they ran the same plays all the time. And, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was getting frustrated in a modern NFL that they never really adapted uh, to the modern NFL, and now he's a head coach again, and I don't expect him to be overly innovative right now with the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. Say the same thing on uh, Football Frenzy earlier today. That was always a knock on McCarthy, and what have we been knocking the Cowboys about the past three, four, five years? Boring. We knew what they were going to do. Run on first down, run on first down, run on first down. And now you hire a coach who's certainly not innovative, or at least wasn't, you know, according to some people, he's learned from his mistakes, and he does believe in new age uh, numbers now and statistics and following those, and maybe he'll change. I have a hard time believing that. You mentioned he may not be old, old, but he's not a young guy either. Generally, I do believe that once you're setting your ways, that's the way you're going to run it. Uh, Jerry Jones did say, tell us the truth. Man, we, we discussed this last Monday or the Monday before that Jones had said that he didn't want to hire someone from the college ranks, that he wanted someone with NFL head coaching experience. Uh, maybe, it was, thought maybe it was blowing smoke. It wasn't. He was telling the truth. He was looking for that person. I guess listen, I'm not thrilled about the hire. I don't hate it. I think he could have he could have hired a puppet. I don't think McCarthy's a puppet, but I don't know how much you know how much give back he's going to give Jerry Jones when Jerry Jones wants to do his thing. I think that's what needs to be seen here. What will he do when Jerry Jones wants to have his press conferences? When Jerry Jones wants to be involved in the meetings or gives ideas? That's my biggest question here. Like I said I don't hate it, Gabe, as a Cowboy fan, but I don't love it either. I think I would have rather gone to. 
Matt Rule, but I don't think he ever had a chance. I don't think Jerry just was telling the truth. He wasn't going to hire a college coach. I thought he'd go the assistant route, so that's why I'm, I'm glad he didn't do that, where he didn't hire a puppet, a pure, a pure puppet. I like that, but I don't know where this goes. I think, obviously, it'll be judged by how they perform on the field, right? I mean, that's what this comes down to. They weren't a bad team as it was. You know, they, they could have been better for, you know, they could have been better coached. They could have been, you know, more innovative and and edgier offensively. There was a lot of weird coaching decisions. But at the same point in time, Jerry Jones pretty much sabotaged their year. Everything was fine. You know, like he flipped out after that Patriot game. And it just, it, it changed everything. Uh, for the team. They weren't going to be able to win uh, after that. It, it was very reminiscent. You see these midseason meltdowns sometimes. Uh, you remember years ago, Mike Ditka, after a game, said, I don't think we'll win another game. And uh, they didn't. <laughs> you know, like, whenever coaches <laughs> melt down, like, when Jim Mora came at the meltdown about the playoffs, they yeah. did not make the playoffs. <laughs> like, you know what I'm no, saying? No, they did not. Like, yep. me? like yep. so there's... You know, whenever this stuff sort of happens, you can see it coming, and I can kind of see it coming that Jerry was really to blame for this. But we'll see with McCarthy. I think Jason Garrett kind of actually was that bad. So I think almost anything is an improvement. They could be a 10-win team, an 11-win team. Are they going to take the league by storm? I don't know. I don't think they're – they're not worse. I'll put it that way. They're not worse. Are they a win better now suddenly? For me, it's just sort of upside. Look at it like a fantasy pick, guys. You know, or like a draft. You know, you're drafting someone. A team is drafting someone. It's a safe pick. He'll get the job done. You know, he'll give you innings. He'll give you minutes type of thing. But is there is there all-star upside? And I wonder that with McCarthy. Is there Super Bowl upside with this guy? That's the question, Ken. I don't, I don't know, Gabe. Um, the thing is, you could say all you want. Hey, I took a season and, and change off to learn about these new offenses. Well, he could speak all he wants until we see it. The proof's in the pudding. I'm not really uh, impressed by the move there, but you're right. Jason Garrett had to go, but I'm with Troy Aikman, too. They hung this guy out to dry for a week, and he put a lot of service into that team. We will see, but uh, very uninspiring hire. I'm kind of torn because I don't like I don't like Lincoln Riley's defense, but I think the Cowboys could have used a real innovative like shot in the arm, man. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And that's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of the show can get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. And three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to 500 bucks. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users get a risk-free bet up to 200 bucks. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Now back to Gabe Renzi with our guest, George Kurtz. All right, thank you very much, Raging Redhead uh, Cam uh, Stewart. I'm Renzi. Throwing it down here at Sports Grid Studios, FanDuel uh, Sportsbook on this uh, Monday afternoon. 
Uh, the NFL uh, Elite Eight is set uh, right now after the wild card uh, weekend. Uh, Mike McCarthy is in. Ron Rivera is in. As uh, we see the Cowboys and the Redskins decide to really get innovative <laughs> with their coaching uh, hires. <laughs> we'll see what the New York Giants do. you got to believe it's going to be Matt Rule. Although you can't ever assume anything in this uh, in this league. I know Josh McDaniels has a bunch of interviews uh, coming up as well. There's still some jobs available right now. Uh, but looking looking ahead right now, just for the record, for people who aren't aware, the order of the games, Minnesota Vikings go to San Francisco. That's the first game up on, uh, on Saturday. Minnesota at San Francisco, 4.35 Eastern time. San Francisco 49ers are six-and-a-half-point uh, favorites. Nice win for the Vikings, uh, Cam, uh, in New Orleans. They're sort of playing with house money right now. Kirk Cousins yep. doesn't have to deal with all the talk, and they don't have to hear. It wasn't just Cousins either. The Vikings as a whole haven't been a great playoff franchise in their history, right? And, you know, they, they've choked in games long before Kirk Cousins got there. So, big win for the organization, yet seems like New Orleans are just vulnerable in these games, and they never blow anybody out, and they're always going to play close games. I was on Minnesota. I like Minnesota going into New Orleans, getting the points. This is a tougher test for them going onto the onto the grass in the West Coast right now, though, I think. I agree, Gabe, but I'll tell you something. That six and a half by a half point, I, I will take the Vikings at plus seven. I'm very high on San Francisco as well. I like what I saw to Dalvin Cook. He was just plowing through these guys at the start of the game. The question is, can that offensive line hold up and give Cousins any type of time? If he can, I like the situations with Diggs and Thielen. The 49ers are a little bit beat up in the secondary. I, I think it's generous points. I think San Francisco might squeak out a win, but Gabe, I'm going to be riding the purple and gold again. I think in Minnesota Vikings, I wouldn't be shocked it was actually a Vikings and uh, and Green Bay Packers NFC Championship game. I hope Seattle can get it done. I'm a little bit scared, but uh, I'm going to probably take the points with the pack uh, with the Vikings, buddy. School. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not locking. I'm not locking anything in right now. As Cam's ready to scroll yep. it up, uh, Kurtz. Yep. But I do lean. Listen, I don't know what the point spread. Like I said, it's still early. I'm not locking any picks in yet. But I do think San Francisco are going to win this game, George. I mean, I think what the last six Super Bowls have all been won by one of the teams on the bye. It's hard to win two of these games on the road. Minnesota yep. played a good game yesterday, but New Orleans did not play well. Drew Brees did not play well. Sean Payton certainly did not coach well for a coach we all like. I mean, there was there were a lot of interesting coaching decisions really all weekend, especially with time management. And Sean Payton had some issues there. So I think the Saints. Yes. Uh, listen, I don't want I don't want to say they gave it to him because that's not fair. Minnesota came in there, played a really good game, but see, New Orleans did not play their best game. Not no way even close. How does Alvin Kamara only get seven carries? That being said, I think Minnesota has. Uh, more than a chance to win on Sunday. I'm not sold on San Fran either. I'm not sold on Garoppolo. Are we going to get good Garoppolo? Are we going to get bad Garoppolo? We've seen both. Just like Kirk Cousins, we see both. Until Garoppolo shows it to me, I'm going to be uncertain about it. Uh, odds are I'll take the points as well, but I'll see how, how badly San Fran is indeed banged up. They haven't played now in a couple of weeks, so we really haven't seen an injury report there. I want to see how these guys, especially in the secondary and on defense, are feeling. Yeah, I love how the narrative shifts from... From, though, from people to the Vikings can't win, the Vikings can't win, to now San Francisco can't win. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think Garoppolo will be fine. I think Shanahan will be fine. Uh, San Francisco, they're, they're a very difficult team to play against because of Shanahan. They are. And the play calling. 
Like, you, you can't really look at their roster. If you just look at San Francisco's roster, you're like, man, you know, I don't know. How is this team, you know, why are they such big favorites all the time? But it gets down to the play calling uh, with the 49ers. Somebody is open on every play. Like, he really is the best play caller in the NFL uh, right now. And that home field is difficult. It's a tough place to go play. It's not the stick, uh, but it's still the Bay Area. It's in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, when the Niners are playing well, those Niner fans are pretty rabid. Like I said, I think San Francisco are going to win the game. Do they win by seven? I'm not sure yet. Um, The nightcap is uh, Tennessee at Baltimore. This is the one where I think Tennessee can really match up with Baltimore. I don't think they get run out of the building here. I think they match up like in any style that Baltimore brings at them. Yep. I don't think it um, it doesn't like throw them off. They can throw the ball. Like Baltimore, you can throw on Baltimore. Tennessee can throw the ball, right? We just saw that Tennessee can play in bad weather. You want to play a smash mouth game? We'll play a smash mouth game. And I think this will be a smash mouth game. And smash mouth games usually aren't blowouts. And, you know, we saw the Bills... The Bills played the uh, the Ravens, and they lost by seven. San Francisco won in there, and what? They lost by three in a real smash-mouth yep. battle of a freaking game. I sort of see the same thing. I think Tennessee can play that physical style of football. I think their defense is good enough to contain uh, Lamar. This is the one, Cam, if I look at all the spreads here right now, that I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the points with the Tennessee Titans. Couldn't agree more. I've already bet it. Gabe Offshore was at 11, down at 10.5. On Mr. Green, it's 9. People jumped on Tennessee uh, early. I'm one of them. I love Derrick Henry. I also put a bet on 50, 50 to 1 Bills in Tennessee, depending on what happened. I told you, Tennessee's my dark horse in the AFC. I think it's a great matchup against them. I, I believe in the Ravens, but think about it. If it's slick and, and sleety and all that bad weather, you know, Lamar Jackson in those conditions, hopefully Tennessee can, can contain him a little bit. You can't do it the whole game, but Derrick Henry in any type of position, New England knew he was coming. Bam, bam, bam. It doesn't matter. They ran him all day long to effectiveness. He gets stronger with his body type. When weather gets bad, I love the generous points. Give me the Tennessee Titans, Brentsy. I've already locked it in. And, you know, it's funny. It's going to be sunny all week in Baltimore, uh, but oh, it actually boy. is raining. It's raining Good. on Saturday night. 20, uh, it's going to be pretty windy, actually, too. 14-mile-an-hour like winds. Yeah, 14-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be 18. Uh, it's uh, 65 degrees, so that should be pretty warm. Pretty crazy, unseasonably oh, warm. Who would have thought? You get to NFL playoff weather, George. Welcome to 2020. 65 degrees. I'm looking at weather.com right now, which has all the uh, NFLweather.com, which has all the weather. What I find funny is, you said everything about Baltimore, is that they have the weather for every game. But yet the Green Bay game, the forecast is to be determined. What the hell does that mean? You can't tell the weather 12 hours later. It's yeah. the Chiefs game. Do they not know? Is there a you big storm coming? What, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Well, it's forecast TBD. All right, I'm looking. Uh, I'll find it right now. That's that's where you're looking. That's what happens when you go to an NFL site for weather. Come on, George. You gotta go to, let's go to the uh, – well, Google's pretty shaky. Go to the weather but, app. Maybe go to another weather. Well, network, well Google you. Google has everything. Sunday, twenty-seven degrees. So cold, snow showers. Ooh. Twenty-seven degrees and snow showers as Seattle go in there. Perfect. Well, Seattle actually they're kind of used to bad weather, anyways. They are greasy. 
Houston's getting 10 points against Kansas City. And Houston yeah. aren't great, and they struggled against Buffalo, but I'm not so sure they get run out of the stadium here either. Getting 10 points, the back door will be open. I'm, I'm looking at the points in this game. Even though I think KC wins the game, it's just too many points. I agree. And usually divisional round, we, we cleaned up with the dogs, and Buffalo, if they covered, the underdogs would have gone 4-0 and as uh, Seattle closed at plus 1. So I'm thinking... Usually this is a time where the favorites go, but these are generous inflated points. And uh, I think I'm going to take the points too, Gabe. I'd like to see how Fuller is for Tennessee. I think that change, uh, sorry, for Houston, that changes their offense. But I saw enough in the second half to think Houston can hang with these guys. Uh, Yeah, it seems like a lot of points to me. I'll probably be taking Houston too. I think as we go on, I think as we go on though, Cam, you know, like you see in the wild card, Underdogs can win in a wild card because the favorites aren't that good, right? They're kind of yeah. equal. But as you go on in the playoffs, there becomes a bigger discrepancy between the teams. True. When you start True. to play the, the ones and, and the twos. And it's I think that the favorites start to, to cover. Yeah, I think the favorites start to have better records as it goes on. But we'll definitely uh, crunch into those numbers. But what do you think right now, George, of the, um, of the Texans getting 10? Oh, I'm right on board with this. Kansas City is, uh, listen, they're still, they're a very good team, but they're a better team now than they were maybe even earlier in the season, certainly last year. They play defense, so they're not trying to, I shouldn't say they're not trying, but they don't score 40 points a game now. You know, maybe that injury to Pat Mahomes, what, about a month ago in New England, maybe it's still bothering them, but they're not scoring points like they used to. I think they'll win the game, but I think I think Houston, I'll take 10 points at Houston any day. I don't think they're great either, but I think Deshaun Watson will make enough plays there. I think they'll score 21 to 24 points, and I think, I think they'll keep it close enough where I can uh, make some cash here on uh, taking them. I got plus nine, so I'll take them plus nine. Yeah, well, it's still early. No need to click. FanDuel has plus ten yeah. uh, right now. The total is 50. We saw all the games go under the number, and I tell you, I'm not in a hurry to want to bet all these games to go over uh, this week either. It's going to be smash mouth, man. That Tennessee-Baltimore game is going to turn into a real smash mouth football game. Minnesota-San Francisco, I don't think it's a track meet. Kansas City, Houston, as you mentioned, George. KC played a little bit more conservative and a different style than they did last year. Well, last year they scored 35 points a game. This year it's 28. So it's still a lot. Mahomes was out. But they definitely they run the ball more. You're right. They're not as they're not as helter-skelter as they were last year. And we get into Seattle getting four points against Green Bay. Here's another one where it's going to be hard not to take the, the points in a game. It really should be very close, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, Gabe, but uh, I'm telling you, that Seattle defense with McCown there, he was carving them apart. I'm very, very scared. they got to step up, but I'll be betting the Seahawks if I have to tease them or not. Get them at plus 11, but they will be bet. It's a good point. McCown had him inside the 10-yard line, nearly scored. Correct. Yes. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
seeing a, a replay right now was the hit on Carson Wentz, a dirty hit. I don't really think it was a dirty hit. If you slow it down in slow motion, then it's going to look worse. But these guys are moving fast. The play is moving fast. Wentz is going down. Clowney goes in to hit him. It just sort of happened. Did Clowney not want to do it? No. But was he intentionally trying to hurt him? No. I think Carson Wentz just seemingly has really bad luck for one reason or another. I don't know. You can't say Carson Wentz is fragile, but the dude is always hurt. I could call it. I could say he's fragile. Uh, I think he's injury prone. I think he's very fragile, Gabe. Uh, It's been going on for a long time. Kurtz, Kurtz, you agree? Uh, This is this is a problem here. Like it just it just seems like this guy, Gabe. Like some people have different pain thresholds, right? And Carson Wentz is a guy like when he gets hit and bad things happen. I understand it was the head region, and you know we got to be a little bit careful, but. This is an ongoing story for Philadelphia. He's just not very durable. A lot of guys just play with pain more. He he can't do it. So I think it's a big bigger concern than people think. Well, he I did play well. all sixteen games this year. He, he did, did, but I will say he was never he was never really healthy though, right? Like it was like he was hanging on yeah. for dear life every week. You wonder if is he built for the NFL? Not everybody is. Where he's going to have trouble. Being himself. I mean, a concussion, listen, anybody can get a concussion. You can't play through that. They, if they see it, if you don't pass your test, you're not going back in to, in today's game. So it's, you know, maybe he would have played next week. If they had a game, if there was a game in week 19, maybe he played next week. So this may be, might be a little unfair. The ACL, okay, to tear the ACL, you can't play through that. You're toast. You know, the back injury, that can be debated. But it does make you wonder, every year it's something different. You know, I do wonder with certain players, are they built to play that sport they're in? Whatever it might be, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, it could be anything. Are you built to play that sport? And I think Wentz, is it unlucky? Absolutely it's unlucky. But has he been unlucky every time? I understand they're fluky. You know, the uh, the ACL thing was when he was rushing in for a touchdown against the Rams. Uh, the back thing, when you're going to get hit in the back, got to deal with that. So I think uh, to say he's just unlucky, I think, no, I think it's more injury prone. There's some, you know, like you said, there's something there. He's going into his fifth year next year. It's hard to believe, but it's been four years. He's played the entire season twice, including this year. But if you're going to play, but you're playing gingerly because, you know, you're always sort of hurt, then that's that's still a kind of a problem as well. Next year will be big. Look, he still doesn't have a playoff win. That's something that's going to be out there. We talk about other quarterbacks. He still doesn't have a playoff win. Now, Philadelphia as a whole really were besieged and cursed, though. They were. I don't they know were. what it is. You know, it, I brought it up. I've said it in the past. They weren't lucky to win a Super Bowl, but you have to have luck to win a Super Bowl. So I'm not saying, oh, they were lucky, they weren't good, but I'm just stating it was like the Raptors. You know, the Raptors won the title. They had a lot of luck. They didn't get hurt. Other players did get hurt along the way. And you see teams like that. Like, look at the Eagles. The Eagles have had nothing but bad luck, Cam, since they won the Super Bowl. It's just been constant. It's just been constant. Players get hurt, and nothing goes their way. As soon as they get hot, and it's like, oh, we're playing well. Everyone gets hurt again. And quite frankly, look at the Raptors. You know, the Raptors can absorb a lot of these injuries, but eventually it's just going to break their back. You can't lose starters every two days and get a new guy back, and then another guy goes down. And I just think it's like the basketball gods, Cam. It's like, look, the basketball gods, we gave you guys a title. We gave you a championship. We're not giving you the same luck this year. <laughs> like, it doesn't work that way. And, yep. you know, the, the Eagles have sort of lived uh, lived with that uh, that shadow uh, over them. But let's get into some uh, some NHL hockey in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a look at the hardwood. But something that I, I haven't noticed, and I always hate finding out about these streaks, 
I've been so focused on football, and I'm on all the time, so it's my my bad. And I'm sure I don't have Columbus. to tell Cam that the Leafs that the Leafs have uh, Leafs killed it. I, I know about Columbus. I know about Columbus. Yeah. I've had Columbus. I've, I've spotted them on a couple of times, George. But talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, nine wins in a, a ten-game point streak right now. Leafs are red hot, Cam. You said it, man. They've been good. Uh, Kurtz's Islanders came in there. Even they started uh, Hutchison. They won that game three to nothing. Uh, they've been a little bit better defensively. I got to give Hutch a little bit of credit too, since they said basically we're looking for a second string goaltender. He's won his last starts. Edmonton rolls in tonight. A big win over the Bruins as a two dollar pooch over the weekend. So I'd be very careful. I was if I was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Edmonton's playing a little bit better too. But I will say this, Morency. It's six and a half. Every time these teams get together, Connor McDavid from the area, he'll have friends and family there. If there's a prop, will he have two or more points? I'd take it to plus money. I think uh, this is a shootout type of game, Gabe. I see a, a six to three, six to four type of hockey game. I'm not laying 220 with the Leafs. I might put them in a parlay, but I'd be very careful tonight. The Edmonton Oilers have been playing better, and Connor McDavid could go off. Over. I tell you, the number is real high in this hockey game. Six the number half, is high. Yeah. I get it. No, I'm talking about the Leafs being minus 210. Oh, that's high, too. Uh, so Edmonton are plus 175. You can get you got to lay 40 cents, though. I'm seeing here at FanDuel, Edmonton Oilers plus one and a half goals is minus 140. I'll take a look. They do have some player props here at FanDuel, actually. They do have points and, uh, and goals for players. But what do you think of the game, George? I read it like Cam does. I think it's, it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I do have props in this game. I, this game and the Islander game, I have a lot of props because I don't like I don't like the game so much tonight. I think Toronto is going to win six and a half. I want to go over. That's where I would lean towards also, but that's a lot of goals. And lately, the overs haven't been coming in for me, so I don't think I'm going to touch that. Yeah. But I got props up the wazoo tonight. Tavares to get an assist is plus uh, is even money. I'm sorry, uh, Nylander um, to get an assist, just to get an assist. Austin Matthews to score a goal, that was uh, minus 140, but I'm going there as well. That's amazing. McDavid to get, yeah, McDavid to get uh, two or, uh, more than two points, which is obviously a lot. That's three plus. Was uh, I think it was plus two something. I like that too. I'm not going to bet that, but uh, I got props up the wazoo tonight in this game and the Islander game. I can live with this, Cam. McDavid's prop at FanDuel is one and a half points, but it's plus money. Plus 136. Oh, yeah, I like that. And a lot. he's got he's got two or more points in four of his last five games. And like you said, this game should play to the high side. I watched uh, the Oilers uh, Bruins game before the football over the weekend. Euro Halak made like a huge save on McDavid. He's buzzing. Him and Drysaddle were hitting everything with a heartbeat there. They were pissed because uh, they gave up a cheesy goal. Drysaddle took a penalty in the first. Him and McDavid have been great. The Oilers, too. Um, that's that. That's the thing, man. This guy's gonna have a lot of people there. It's a lot. It's a. It, I see Connor McDavid. This is like he's taking this thing personal with with Matthews and the Leafs. He, he. I love the over, Gabe. I think you'll have three points tonight. I might do an alternate prop. You know, over two and a half plus what George was saying plus like a million. I'm all over it, man. I think this is a big uh, big game. I would not be surprised if he had four points. I'm going out on a limb. He literally could have four points tonight. I think he gets three. So uh, yeah, give me give give me Connor McDavid, buddy, all day, all night. We'll be all over this. Uh, the New York Islanders also in action uh, this evening, and I see the New York Tough Islanders game. are underdogs uh, tonight. The yep. Colorado Avalanche minus one thirty, New York Islanders plus one ten. The total is five and a half. George, oh, I got the same price as you. That's unusual. Yeah, I'm on Colorado as well. Islanders <laughs> can't score. 
It's that simple. The Islanders can't score. 12 goals last six games. Uh, got shut out over the weekend again. They're having all sorts of issues. And a lot of those games of the six, by the way, have been against the bad teams. They lost to the Devils. They lost to a couple other dregs. Uh, they just, they're not scoring goals. They lost Adam Pellich, which, granted, he's a nobody if you, unless you know the hockey, but he might be their best defenseman. And he's out of the lineup now until uh, for the season. Uh, did an Achilles injury. And they won't tell us how the injury occurred here. It sounds like he may have been injured when they played that, you know, that soccer game they like to play to warm up? Yeah. Uh, players yeah, the ball yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the rumor that he got hurt doing that. So he's out there. But I, it's another game where I like I like Colorado, mainly because I just don't see the Islanders scoring goals. I think they may score one, may score two, but Colorado scored more than that. So I got Colorado tonight, and I have some props in this. Ranton in to get an assist is plus 140. Uh, Kale McCarr to get an assist is plus 145. And Colorado raced to three. I'm getting plus money there as well, plus 120. So I'll take the, uh, I'll take the Avalanche to get the three goals first. You know, it's crazy, Cam. The Colorado Avalanche, very good on the road. 7-1-1 one, one, their last nine road games. I also see they're 11-2-2 two, two this year against the Eastern Conference. 11-2-2. Two, and, two. and people always talk, George, and complain about playing in Brooklyn. Well, they're playing in uh, they're playing at Nassau tonight. They're 0-3-1 in their last four games uh, in Nassau. I think the fans, the fans obviously like the island better. Uh, George, but it doesn't matter to the players and the team. Uh, they, they, you know, they win hockey games in Brooklyn. Last year, they had identical records. They literally had the same freaking record. It was like twelve, seven, and two, or whatever, in both places. You know, very what I mean? similar. Or whatever the hell it was. Sim- yeah, it really was similar. It wasn't negligible. Like, oh, the players definitely like this better or worse. And you know, we're seeing really. I think that the whole arena stuff gets overblown. It's just fans don't like. They don't like to travel, which I which I get. But seems like a tough spot for the Islanders tonight, guys. I don't want to take Colorado here, but it seems like Colorado's the play. I'll warn people like that. I I'd be very careful. I might I might take Colorado tonight. Let's just say this: the Islanders have been cold. I expect a coach like Barry Trotz to have these guys motivated. Colorado coming off a victory against the Devils that night. I have a feeling they're just going to play uh, the Islanders soft, and that could be a big mistake for them. It's a short line for a reason. Colorado should win this hockey game, but don't sleep on the Islanders. I think the Islanders might be a dog tonight, Gabe. I, I might not take them. I just say be very, very careful if you're loading up on Colorado. There's a reason why that line's a buck thirty, a buck thirty-five instead of a buck fifty. Yeah, kind of feels uh, feels like a little bit of a trap. Um, it does. All right, so the Montreal Canadiens host Winnipeg uh, tonight. And I've talked, you know, I've talked about this, guys, with the Montreal Canadiens. They really are one of the streakiest teams in sports. And uh, this year, I mean, I like how many five-game win streaks and losing streaks has this team had? That's all Cuts. they do. Like, they're, they're either red hot or they're, they're ice cold. And it seems like they've been a little bit more ice cold than hot um, this year. They're in the middle of another one of their little, you know, tailspins right now. Uh, they've dropped five straight uh, games, 0-4-1. Yet Winnipeg don't exactly uh, come in here um, playing, you know, great hockey. Or they're not very healthy either, Cam. What do you make of this game? I'm going to tell you, Gabe, I love the Montreal Canadiens tonight. I think the price is going to tell people to pay, take Winnipeg. I don't think so. I'm going to take the, the Canadiens. Kovalchuk will make his debut. He might not be great for this team, but tonight he will be. He'll show up. You see what happened, too? The defenseman gave up his number to Kovalchuk. He gave him a Rolex. They asked Claude Julian, our boy, Gabe. He's like, hey, hey, Claude, back in your day, when you gave up a number, did anybody give you a Rolex? He goes, no, they gave me a Casio. (laughs) 
I love Claude Julien. I'll tell you one thing. They'll have him ready to go. He goes, I've got CLL. All the reporter, oh, yeah, it was pretty funny. It was a great press conference. I watched it. I'm with uh, I'm with the Canadians tonight. The Winnipeg uh, Jets have major problems on the blue line, and I think Montreal can take advantage with the home crowd tonight. I think that line's telling you something, too. They're looking for Winnipeg money. They won't get mine. Give me the Montreal Canadians and a buck 40 tonight. Yeah, I'm going to pass on this. I can't trust the Canadians as a favorite, uh, George. What do you make of this game? I'm with you, Gabe. I'm passing on it as well. Uh, I I agree with everything Cam said. I agree, but Montreal's a beat-up team, and no Gallagher tonight. I think they I think they do get some uh, an emotional lift with Kovalchuk. I think he I don't think he has anything left. But I think for a game or two, sure. But the only reason he's on that team is because of all the injuries. That's the only reason that they're taking a chance on him. They have nothing to lose here. It's either him or nobody from the AHL. But uh, I don't feel good about it enough to uh, to bet on Montreal. I do wonder about the over, but what if Carey Price has a game? I'm going to leave this one alone. I was wondering if it's a little too high at uh, six and a half. Are they going to get to seven uh, in this game? All right, the, the last one I actually do look at here. You talked about him earlier, George Columbus. Columbus are playing really good hockey right now. What are they, 7-1-1 one, one in the last 10 games? They actually had a 12-game point streak uh, going. Uh, they came yep. to a halt on Saturday, which I don't mind, actually. So they can get, they can get another one going uh, here. This is strange. Uh, you know, Columbus. Uh, Columbus have lost 11 of 15 games against teams in the Western Conference uh, this year. But this feels like a winnable game here tonight. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get Kurtz and Cam's uh, pick here. Columbus Blue Jackets, LA Kings. We'll get into the NBA college basketball in that bowl game in level two. Get on the grand sports grid. NFL season is now upon us, so you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, we got a couple of minutes uh, left here before we get into level two. We'll get into uh, the rest of the board. We've uh, spoken quite a bit about the NFL, breaking down the NHL. We'll get into the basketball and the bowl game uh, in the 6 o'clock hour. Columbus, Blue Jackets at the Los Angeles Kings uh, tonight. What do you think of the game, George Kurtz? Yeah, the stats that you read earlier tell me that Columbus doesn't like playing out west, but they're playing so hot right now. Still no Atkinson. Bjorkstrand, Josh Anderson, trouble on the right side. I still like Columbus tonight, but it'll be a small amount here, mainly because I want something to watch late. You know, the LA Kings, Cam, uh, were terrible to start the year. They started to win some games. They started to grind a couple of wins out. But, yeah, they're playing 500 hockey. They're not terrible. They're a competitive hockey team. What do you make of this one? Yeah, it's kind of like the Anaheim game last night. Be careful. This line's also down to uh, uh, Columbus. It was 20 cents down to a pick-em. Uh, the it's Kings, very yeah, trappish. They, 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 <laughs> it is. There's a, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of grenades on NHL ice tonight. We have to be very, very careful. I'm not going to be going heavy units, I could tell you that. I, I'm going to probably take Columbus, but be very careful. The Kings on home ice in Columbus, you guys have said it. Horrible history out west. Um, the point streak broken. I think uh, I'm not automatically rushing to the window. I will have a small play on Columbus, but the Kings kind of scare me tonight. 
All right, and finally, in closing, uh, George, I see trending on Twitter right now is um, my Xmas lights are still up because. So I ask you, at the Kurtz household, are the Christmas decorations still up, Kurtz? Yeah, I won't take out take down the outside lights till the, the next nice day where I have free time. I'm not I'm not taking down lights when it's freezing out, man. Your fingers die out there trying to unclip those lights from the uh, the awning and the. Uh, the gutters and stuff like that. No, thank you. Next nice day. Maybe next weekend. Who knows? Uh, next nice day. Cam, did you have any uh, lights, sir? Did you have anything going on? No, Gabe. I had nothing. Not even a wreath. I told you I'm the neighborhood, uh, <laughs> I'm the neighborhood loser. Hey, who's the single guy? And then 102, it's Cam. Yeah, there's me. Everybody else had beautiful no wreath lights. Even, huh? Yeah, one guy even had like an inflatable one to make me feel like even more of a loser. No, no nativity scene, no nothing. I have no decoration. A humbug. I just bet on games. All right, thanks. I think today technically is sort of the day for this stuff to come down, but I get it if your house is all decked out and stuff. It's funny. People always love it until they get pissed off. Then they start to hate the neighbor. Take take it down. Exactly. Exactly.